Hello and welcome to the healthy, happy, and mostly sane entrepreneur. I'm your host, stress management consultant and coach and mostly sane entrepreneur, Ellen Leonard. Each week, I share my obsession with figuring out how to prioritize your own health and sanity while running a business, because I don't think you have to sacrifice your own health and well-being to be successful. So please stay tuned for today's episode full of actionable tools. And don't forget to hit subscribe to be sure you don't miss out on future episodes. On today's episode, you are going to learn three strategies to reduce decision fatigue. As an entrepreneur, business owner, solopreneur, consultant, coach, you are literally making decisions all stinking day long. From what you'll have for lunch to what you'll wear, to your social media strategy and what tax software to use. There's no shortage of decisions to be made. How can you make sure that you are working at your best when it comes to the decisions that you're going to make all day long, especially when it comes to your business? In this episode, you're going to learn, number one, what decision fatigue is. Number two, why you care about decision fatigue and how it is impacting your business and your life. Number three, three strategies to help you reduce decision fatigue right now. So let's dive right in. Decision fatigue, if you've never heard of it, is this idea that after making a bunch of decisions all day, you become tired and then your ability to make quality decisions decreases. Okay, And there's a lot of science behind this concept and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. But the bottom line is that your willpower is influenced by more than just your inherent strength and self-control. There's so many factors that are going to impact your willpower, your self-control, whatever it is that you think you're using to make decisions. And that comes from like environmental things going on around you. Uh, It comes from if you're tired, if you're hungry, if you've had a crappy day. And I'm guessing you don't need science to tell you that, but I'm including science in the show notes anyway. So if you're into that, go ahead and check out the links in the show notes. But basically, it's this idea that you want to be making good decisions all day long. You don't want to get to the end of your day when you're trying to accomplish something specific and not have anything left, right? Or if you know that you're going to get to the end of your day and be exhausted and not have anything left, then maybe you're not making really important decisions at that point. So let's talk about a deci- uh, an example of what decision fatigue might look like. So we've all experienced a version of this, but I'll give you a really nice quality example. So you've had a total crap day. Like nothing has gone right. You are exhausted. You're frustrated, right? Your emotions are running high and you're tired. Your brain is tired and you are just tired. Okay. So it's dinner time and you had totally intended to cook an amazing healthy meal full of kale and love and health and awesomeness. And then you were going to go and exercise. You were going to go to a cycling class. And you were so gung-ho when you put this in your planner. You were like, yes, I am healthy. I am awesome. But at the end of your day, somehow through magic and wizardry, you end up, oh, 
ordering pizza and watching TV instead. And that is not a judgment because um, that is maybe perhaps based on real life experience. I don't know. Um, Yeah, that might have actually happened. But we've all experienced a version of this, right? Like you have the best intentions for your health, for your wellness, and for all the things that you want to be doing and things get in the way. And so for your first action step, I'm going to ask that you consider shifting your mindset about how you think about willpower or self-control or whatever it is you call it that would be able to enable you to eat that healthy meal at night or whatever it is you intended to do that would have driven you through that. I'm going to ask you to shift your mindset about what that means to you if you're thinking that it's something you're doing wrong or it's something you should have more of or be able to do better. Because it can be really easy to get into your head and be like, OMG, what's wrong with me? Why did I order that pizza and watch a movie? Spoiler alert, it's because you're human and you're tired. I'd like for you to shift your mindset. The action step is to begin to consider willpower, self-control, whatever it is you're calling that, begin to consider it a resource. And what I mean by that is it's something that you can nourish, but it's also something that you can deplete right? It's something you can start to run out of a little bit or that wouldn't be as powerful later, but also something that you can work on or you could conserve. Now, if you start to think about this as a resource, as a busy entrepreneur, you understand that resources are finite. You only have so much time. You only have so much energy. And you need to be making decisions all day long from, you know, what email service provider you're going to use to what font is best for your rebrand and what pricing structure do you want to use for your next offer. And if you start to think about willpower, about self-control as something that can be depleted, it might shift how you work on some of these projects, but also how you're spending time making decisions throughout your day that you might not currently think of as a big deal. For instance, how much time a day are you losing? How much time and energy a day are you losing to deciding what to eat? How much time and energy a day are you losing to deciding what to wear? Where are you spending your decision-making power and energy? And how can you become better at doing that. Because you don't have extra energy to waste on decisions that don't matter. And it can be so easy to lose energy to decisions that might not matter at all. So for example, last week, I spent two hours trying to decide on, I kid you not, the best kitty litter for my cats. Amazon was out of what we normally order for my subscribe and save. And so I had to pick something new. There are like 500 brands of kitty litter. They all have very specific and interesting magical powers. But basically what we're talking about is something that my cat is going to poo in. And I spent two hours on this decision making, trying to pick the best choice for my cats. Now, I love my cats, right? But seriously, that's out of control. What a waste of my time and energy and my mental power, right? Was I going to actually accomplish anything valuable after that? 
No, because my brain and my mental energy and power had been wasted on trying to decide what kind of kitty litter to get. So the cats are happy with the decision. So that's great. But still, it's a little crazy when you think about it. It's a little bit wasteful. Okay, so it's totally wasteful. But now that I'm looking back, I'm thinking, why did I spend my time doing that? Why did I spend my valuable morning time when my brain is functioning better, at least for me, first thing in the morning, doing that? That is prime real estate for my time and energy, and I just let it get sucked up by something really inconsequential. And I'm guessing you have a version of this, right? It's so easy to lose time and mental energy to things like Pinterest, (laughs) Netflix. Have you ever spent a lot of time trying to decide what to watch on Netflix? Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. You just go down and then suddenly time and space lose meaning and you've also lost that energy. You've become depleted. You're using up that resource of willpower, of strength, of self-control, whatever it is you want to call it, despite what it's technically called, whatever it is you want to call it, whatever is getting you through, empowering you, you are losing it to making decisions on things that might not actually matter or things that you could plan for in advance and reduce that decision-making fatigue. And so this is the perfect time to discuss three strategies that I use with clients and myself all the time to help reduce decision fatigue. Strategy number one, meal prepping. So when you meal prep, when you prepare your meals for the week or for a specific day or whatever would serve you, you get rid of having to decide what to eat. And I'd like for you to think about the following for a second because it totally cracks me up. How much time have you lost in your life to a conversation like the following? Hey, what do you want to have for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? Right? We've all had a version of that conversation with other humans that we live with or hang out with, but also with ourselves where we can't decide what to eat. Oh, what sounds good? I don't know. I don't know what I feel like. Right? Or you think to yourself, "Mm, nothing sounds good. What should I eat? This can lead to not only wasting time and energy trying to come up with a decision, right? You are going to spend time and energy trying to think of what you want to eat, but it can also lead to very poor decisions. So when I'm tired and it's the end of a long day, I am much more likely to go for pizza or Chipotle because they're the path of least resistance. And I'm not saying either one of those things are bad. I'm just saying I am more likely to make healthy choices if I have meal prepped and removed all those barriers because at the end of the day, I am freaking tired and I don't wanna have to think about what I'm gonna eat or what my family wants to eat. I just want it to happen. I want it to just happen and be done and be off my plate. So meal prepping is a great way to stop wasting your decision-making energy on food, and it doesn't have to be boring. So traditional meal prepping is basically, um, like say on Sunday afternoon, you would make like uh, eight of the same meal. And so it can be very boring, but I found a a lovely book, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, It's called Lunch by Olivia Mac McCool, and she does it the following way. 
you make a bunch of stuff on one day, so I make it on Sunday. And that goes into creating five completely different meals, and they're all healthy. And so I love this book. And so on Sunday, I cook everything. It takes two to three hours. You can uh, double the recipes or triple them based on if you want to feed more people. It's made to feed one person. So it's great if you're working home alone all day and um, you don't have to feed extra people um, and you don't want to have any extra food. But it's also great to uh, double or triple if you want it to last a little longer or if you want to feed additional people. And so it's a really great strategy. Um, And no, I don't work for her. I just really love this book so much that um, it's actually a gift I give to a lot of friends and clients, some of whom are listening right now. So um, yeah, I really do love this book. But I get to make a bunch of different meals. And then when it comes to lunch, yeah, I have some choice. Oh, do I want to have that one or that one? But they're all healthy. They're in my fridge. They're ready to go. All I have to do is heat them up. And I am very capable of doing that at the end of the day. That I can handle. And so I'd like for you to take a moment to consider this idea of meal prepping. So not only would it remove the decision-making energy you might spend on deciding what to eat, it also has the added benefit of helping you to meet your health and wellness goals by helping you to make healthier choices. Because when you have those healthier choices in front of you at the end of a day, right, they're so awesome and powerful. And you're much more likely to use them and take advantage of something that you know is going to taste good, but also be healthy because you've prepped it in advance. I just love that meal prepping has so many benefits. (laughs) So strategy number two, is about approaching your wardrobe, what you wear every single day, with either a minimalist mindset or using what's called a capsule wardrobe. Strategy number two is to begin to consider how you approach getting dressed every day. What is it like when you go to your closet And how much time and energy are you losing to the decision fatigue of picking out what you're going to wear every day? Is that time lost? Now, if picking out your clothes and getting dressed every day is something you love, you love fashion, then this is a very different conversation. But if you are losing time and energy and getting frustrated by having to decide every day and dig through your closet and figure out what's going on, then I'm going to introduce you to some concepts that might help you reduce the decision fatigue around uh, what you're going to wear every day. Because this is something just like the food example that impacts our everyday life in ways that we might not consider what time and energy and, and decision making skills and energy are we losing to this every single day. So two uh, concepts I'd like for you to consider is number one, a capsule wardrobe. And you can Enter this into Pinterest and be on your merry way with millions of options. So I would encourage you to do that. But a capsule wardrobe is basically this idea that you have X number of pieces in your wardrobe and that's it. So you have, say, like 30 pieces of clothing for your summer wardrobe. And that (laughs) doesn't seem like a lot. But if you go on to Pinterest, you will see how people craft and curate these beautiful wardrobes, these beautiful things that they're going to wear that mix and match 
uh, and that really work for them. And what it does is it makes sure that when you go into your wardrobe every day, there's X amount of stuff in there. There's limited choices, right? There's only certain things to pick on, right? You've only got five pairs of pants in your wardrobe. It's going to make it a lot easier when you're trying to pick stuff out of your closet, Okay, so that's a capsule wardrobe and a minimalist wardrobe follows along the same lines. Um, some minimalist uh, wardrobe people, they are clothing people, they are really into having what essentially amounts to a uniform where they're wearing, wearing basically the same thing every day. And I find that concept really interesting too. Now, if you're really into fashion, that's probably not something you're going to be into, but it's an interesting way to think about it. Like if I could wear the same thing every day, would I, would it really bother me? And maybe if I had a uniform, I could wear like three days a week that I wanted to get a lot of work done and I was tired of thinking about what I was going to wear. So again, that's something I'd invite you to uh, look up on Pinterest because you will find so many options um, and so many different ways to approach your wardrobe. And finally, when it comes to your wardrobe, I'd invite you to consider Marie Kondo and the KonMari method. And I'll link to this uh, in the show notes as well. And if you're not familiar with this, Marie Kondo is an organizational uh, leader in the field of organization, um, and she helps people organize their homes. And she has a Netflix special, so you can check that out. It's really addictive, so careful with that, but it's really a lot of fun to watch. Um, She has a whole method for how you approach going through your home. Um, And so she approaches the entire home overall, so you can really dive deep with this. But I wanted to bring up her approach to the wardrobe. So as with all objects in your home, she asks you to consider does this bring me joy? Okay, so she asks you to hold every piece of clothing and ask you yourself, does this bring me joy? And when you do that, it sounds so ridiculous, but it totally works. So when I was um, listening to a podcast that featured her years ago, I was like, okay, well, I'll try this on my sock drawer. I'll just try it on my sock drawer. And I went through each pair of socks and I was like, does this pair of socks bring me joy? And I was shocked by how many pairs of my socks that I freaking hated. I straight up hated them. There were some I was like, oh, those are the weird pair of socks that totally squeeze my calf. I hate those. Or those are the ones that always fall down at the worst possible time. Or yeah, so there were a lot of socks that I hated and I wasn't wearing because I hated them, but they were still in my sock drawer. And when I would go to look for socks, I would become distracted by them, right? Because they're in there. And so applying this idea on a larger scale to your wardrobe can be a very interesting way to approach reducing your decision fatigue about what you're going to wear every day. So I've given you some ideas about how to maybe shift your mindset about your closet and what you're wearing every day and how to use those strategies maybe to consider uh, a way to start to reduce your decision fatigue about what you're wearing every day. But maybe that didn't resonate with you and that's fine. The point I wanted to make with that was that there are these day-to-day decisions, these things we don't think about. I mean, I didn't really think about how much time and energy I was losing to deciding what I was going to wear every day, right? And when I thought about it, I was like, OMG, that, that is insane. Why am I doing that? I, I'm not that excited about it. Why am I spending time and energy on this? And it might be dis- different for you, but I'd invite you to consider other things you're doing in your day-to-day life that you might be spending time and energy in making decisions about. Some things we might overlook, like what we're going to eat, which we talked about in strategy number one, or 
Moving on to strategy number three. And strategy number three is I'm going to ask you to begin to notice what causes decision fatigue, and then finding a way to limit it. And what do I mean by this? This is, again, day-to-day examples, things that we are doing without thinking about it, but that we are using our willpower, our self-control, our decision-making time and energy on without thinking about it. And I've got two really awesome examples. So number one is when I'm trying to select a new show to watch on Netflix. I'm scrolling through and nothing seems like what I want to watch right then. And then somehow an hour will pass and I still haven't watched anything. Seriously, then I'm so frustrated that I didn't watch anything and I've wasted all this time and energy that I could have been using for something else other than the chaos of Netflix, right? And part of the problem with Netflix or whatever streaming service or whatever version of this resonates with you is all the choices, right? You are choosing from thousands of different options and trying to narrow it down to one. So what's a version like that in your day-to-day life? Another example is when I go on to Pinterest to quote, just find a quick recipe. And then I emerge from Pinterest two hours later with no recipe, but some really solid ideas about how I want to remodel our bathroom. And these are just two things that I know suck away my energy and my decision-making powers that I could be using for something potentially more useful. So how can you make sure that you aren't wasting time and energy and your decision-making powers on things that you don't value or things that could be done maybe later in the day after which you wouldn't be needing to make decisions for your business or for whatever it is that you find valuable. How do you want to spend your limited time and energy? So as always, I know this was a lot. So if you want more details and resources, head on over to ellen-leonard.com backslash podcast for the show notes and much more. That's www.ellen-leonard.com backslash podcast for the show notes and much more. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes full of actionable tips to help you do what you love without sacrificing your health or losing your mind. Thanks so much for listening, and I wish you a healthy, happy, and mostly sane week. I'll see you next time.